death to selfie in just a moment. Just want to say a couple of things. First of all, I ran, I ran the wrong video for today. Today is actually Discovery 301 and not uh, Church 101. So if you're going through the growth track, if you want to go through the growth track, we want to encourage you to come and be a part. That's a way that you can get connected in the, in the church. And Discovery 301 helps you to discover how God has uh, he, he has de- designed you, and, and if we can help you to discover your design, it will also help you to discover your destiny, and so we'll do that today, and that will take place at 1130 in here, and so we want to invite you to come and be a part of that. Also, hey, listen, Easter is around the corner, yeah. and uh, we are having a Easter service, and I want to invite all of you to be here and uh, bring somebody Each one, bring one. Amen? Amen. And let's get as many people here as possible, and let's minister to people and bless people and help people in a great way. And so that's going to be taking place uh, March the 27th, and uh, it'll be at 10 o'clock here at our church. And so I want to encourage you to do that. And then uh, if you haven't gotten connected to a small group, that's a great way to develop relationships. We are a relational church. And, uh, and it should be that way, right? And, uh, and so we want to encourage you to get connected through our small groups, and you can do that online at cotmtyler.org, uh, uh, or you can go to the, the worship uh, center, and I mean the uh, welcome center, and there's a place where you can sign up there. All right, let me get into today, and I want to talk to you about death to selfie, death to selfie. Uh, the reason, one of the things that we do in February, most of, most of the time in February, unless the Lord directs differently, is I'll focus in on relationships. And this is a relationship series. And if we want to have the best out of our relationships, then we've got to get ourselves out of the way. And uh, selfishness is a, is a, a, a huge killer of relationships. And so that's where the title came from, Death to Selfie, is because we need to kill the selfishness in our life. And I'm going to tell you that God created every one of us to be high relational people. Every one of us have a desire to have a relationship. We, we have a uh, desire to have a relationship with Him. We may not realize it, but we do. And then also a relationship with one another. And we ought to have great relationships. And relationships are, don't come easily. They have to be worked on. You're not going to get to a point where you've arrived and then you have to quit working on them. It's, you just continue to work on your relationships. Uh, high, high, uh, high uh, healthy relationships do not happen automatically. They don't happen by chance. It's something that we have to proactively go after. And, uh, and, and we have that desire. I believe it's our heart's cry to have healthy relationships, to have good relationships. I believe that God has put that in every one of us. And so my, my heart is just longing right now and just have a burden really, more than, more than just saying longing. I have this burden to, to see our relationships go not only deeper with God. I believe our relationships with God ought to be constantly growing. But also, I believe that our relationships with one another ought to be growing uh, more deeply and healthy and strong and more vibrant than ever before, especially in these last days. And the Bible tells us in these last days, we need to have each other uh, uh, in our lives, encouraging us uh, to do what God has for us to do in life. 
And so I think it's our desire. So there's some statements that I've made. Before I give you today's title, there's some statements that I made that I, wanna, I just want to give you. First of all, the first statement is this. Our life and relationships will never really make sense or be satisfying until we daily die to selfishness and daily live for God and for others. Until we understand this truth that we were created for God and others, I believe that we won't understand life. I don't believe that we will really be satisfied in life. And I think there's many of us that have gotten there, been there, touched it, maybe lived it for a good while, but it's very easy to drift away from that kind of that kind of lifestyle of living for God and others. I think we've enjoyed it because there's no greater joy than living your life for God and others. There really isn't. And uh, the most miserable people on the face of this earth are people that are selfish. Uh, they struggle. They struggle inside. Uh, there's an agitation, an irritation many times, and it's usually because of the selfishness that we're struggling with inwardly. You know, I've said it before, it's, it's, it's the enemy and the inward me or the inner me that, that gives us the big struggle. And so we've got to watch that, and we have to deal with that in our lives. And so we've talked about a few things over the past weeks. We talked about uh, life-giving relationships, what that looks like, if we want to have life-giving relationships. And I talked about how we need to learn how to celebrate, take the attention off of us, and start putting our attention on others and celebrate our relationships. And that's something that doesn't come automatically, doesn't come easily, because it's very easy to, to get on the side of criticism than celebrating. And so we need, to, we need to celebrate our relationships, and we have to work at that. I have to do it on a regular basis with those especially that are close to me. And I'll talk about that a little bit more. Second week, we talked about spirit-blessed relationships. And if we're going to have spirit-blessed, and God will bless us through His Spirit in our relationships, if we're going to have those, then we're going to have to be filled with the Spirit, we're going to have to be focused on the Spirit, and then we're going to have to be led of the Spirit. And we have to have this, the involvement of the Holy Spirit. We've got to have God's involvement in our relationships. Right. There's just no way. There's just no way. There's too much to navigate through in relationships without God's help. Uh, I, I guarantee you, we'll always fall short and pale in, in what God has for us if we're not involving God in our relationships. So we need, we need the Holy Spirit's involvement in our life. We talked about that Last, uh, last week, this week, what I want to talk to you about is heart-connected, heart-connected relationships. And that's where we're going today, and we'll get to that in just a minute, and I'll explain why that's so important. But I want to read to you our two foundational scriptures that we have for this series before I, I really just really get in there and dig deep in where we're going with this message. And let me give you Mark chapter 8, first of all. Mark chapter 8, verse 34 and 35, it says, Then calling the crowd to join, uh, to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my followers, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you get up, give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, then you will save it. Jesus said, if you're going to have the best life that I have for you, then you gotta, you've got to die to selfie. The, the problem with relationships is that we live in a selfie-centered world. And we also live in a selfie-centered flesh that wants its way. Isn't that right? 
How many of you this morning just had some, some selfishness that tried to creep up and in, 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 in demand its way in, in your life today? It just happens. We live in it. And so we have to, we have to work through this on a daily basis. And so, so it's something that we have to, we have to address we have to address it successfully, and we have to address it daily, not just once in a while. We'll never arrive, think that we've made it. Uh, it's something that we have to do on a regular basis. Paul the Apostle says, he says, I crucify my flesh daily. daily. It's something that we daily, daily have to do. And Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, then you can't, you, can't, you can't be giving in to the selfish ways that, you're, that you may have demanding in in your life and in second corinthians five fifteen, it says this it says he died for everyone so that those who receive his new life would no longer live for themselves god never intended for us to live for ourselves instead they will live for christ who died and was raised for them this means that anyone who belongs to christ has become a new person the old life is gone a new life has begun. And so the, the bottom line is this, is that lasting, extremely satisfying relationships that are God-honoring only happen, only happen in unselfish people. Unselfish people. We'll never really experience what God has for us until we, until we understand how to live that life. This is serious business. It's serious business when, when divorces take place, you know, and, and I know that there's a, a number of people in here that's been divorced, no condemnation, but I'm going to tell you the bottom line and, and the, the root problem of any and all divorce is it's not adultery, even though they may have committed adultery. It's not all the different things that you fought about. I can tell you what it, what it is. The bottom, the root reason why is because of selfishness. And, 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 and so it's something that we all have to deal with. And, uh, and so it's something that we need to get a handle on. And so I know that this message is not always going to be the easiest thing to swallow. It's like, uh, yeah, okay, I understand I need to deal with that. But, uh, but I'm going to tell you, if you will, and if you'll do it successfully, you'll enjoy life. Because life is always great when our relationships are great. Even though everything else in life may be horrible, if our relationships are great, life is great. How many of you understand that? Okay, and so we've talked about that. And, um, and so I want to I make a, a, a couple more statements here about heart-connected relationships. Heart-connected relationships. And I'll explain this as I go. Uh, first, uh, this, the next statement I want to make is there's no bigger ache, no bigger ache, than a loss of connection in our relationships. When we, we just lose that connection, my heart aches. I, have, I believe that my heart, I carry the heart of God. I, I try to stay filled with God's Spirit and therefore carry the heart of God. And when there's a heart connection loss, uh, when that, that connection is lost, my heart begins to ache. I begin to, I, I begin to uh, long for that relationship, long for what God intended in that relationship. And, and, and it's, easy, it's easy to have a, lar- a heart uh, disconnect. It's re- it really is. It's easy to have a heart disconnect in our lives. 
And so there's some things that we're going to go over that will hopefully will be some secrets to keeping a heart connected. And it's not the only thing, but I, I think there's three big things that if we can, we can focus on these three big things in our life, that these three big things should influence everything else in our life that will help, help us relationally in staying connected with one another. The next statement that I want to make is this. Without heart connection in our relationships, there's little. I put no, but there's little to no trust, security, and intimacy. When you get disconnected with somebody, then, then you, you, you're not as trusting with that individual as you want to be. Because you don't know how they're going to handle your heart. You don't know how they're going to handle. You don't want somebody, you don't want to turn your heart over to somebody that's going to abuse it. This being a picture of your heart, I know it's, see it's clear and pure, amen? <laughs> Isn't that right? Your heart's clear. Now some of you may not have a clear and pure heart. Nonetheless, whichever heart you have, you don't want to turn it over to somebody and have them misuse it or abuse it. You don't want them to mistreat it or, or to criticize it or any of those things. You want them to cherish it and carry it and, and, and to be able to love it and, and do all those nurturing things that, that you would do in, with somebody's heart. Isn't that correct? And so you're not as trusting, and I'm not as trusting, in turning my heart over to somebody where there's a disconnect. Also, not only, uh, not only is there a lack of trust there, but also there is, a, there is a lack of security. You just don't feel secure in that relationship when there's a heart disconnect. You're just not as secure. You, you want to be more secure in that relationship. I think all of us understand that. And so, folks, I'm telling you, we have to work at being connected. Work at being connected. Because, uh, I don't, I, you know, I think that's where a lot of relationships begin to drift and they begin to suffer and they begin to hurt and they cease to be as healthy as they need to be is because of insecurity in those relationships. And it all stems from being disconnected, disconnected in their relationships. I, and I think all of us know this when we disconnect from God. That we become insecure with God. That we're, when we're connected to God and we're walking with Him and, and we're talking with Him on a daily basis and, and we're allowing Him to lead us and correct us and direct us and, and do all those various things that God does in our lives and, and we're receiving His love and giving a love back to God and all that's taking place, then we feel connected. But when we drift away from that, when we get disconnected from God, then there's an insecurity there that takes place. Also, the, the third thing that I mentioned is there's a, a lack of intimacy. We cease, cease to be close, and that hurts me. I tell you, I'm, I, I've worked on it. I've not always been as relational as I am now, but I have purposed to be high relational because I believe that I'm a reflection of Jesus Christ, and I don't believe he lacks in relationship. And I believe what he wants to do, he's going to do relationally. It's not going to happen by chance. It's something that he's going to do through relationships. And it takes work. And it takes energy. But I'm telling you, there's not anything else as rewarding as having healthy, good, awesome relationships here on this earth. And having that closeness and that intimacy. And, and I have great relationships, I do. But I'm going to tell you, in all of my relationships, including my wife, 
There's some disconnect that can take place. And so when we see that happening, what should we do? We should get reconnected. We should discover what disconnected us from that relationship. What caused that disconnect? Are you with me thus far? Giving a lot of foundation before I just uh, dive into what I want to share today. But let me give you Psalm 133. It says, Behold, how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Now, interesting, there's three words here, dwell together and unity that really define being connected. When you're dwelling, that means you're connected. When you're together, that means you're connected. When you're in unity, that means you're connected. And the Bible says how pleasant it is when we're connected with one another. How pleasant. It's an unpleasant thing when we get disconnected. There's not anything pleasant about being disconnected in our lives. So what I want to do is I want to share some secrets just as quickly as I can. Some secrets to heart-connected relationships. If we're going to have those heart-connected relationships, number one, we've got to... No walls. Have no walls. We've got to bring up... We've got to bring down the walls. Have you ever... Whether it's a spouse, whether it's a, a, another relationship where, where a wall went up, and when you try to get in there and have intimacy with that one person or that, that closeness with that one person and, and you hit, bam, and you run into a wall. It could, that wall could be a, a number of different things. I'm, I'm going to give you a list of some things just as quickly as, as I possibly can. But I'm going to tell you when there's, a, when there's walls that goes, goes up, there's a loss of connection. When those walls, and all of us can have the tendency to throw those walls up. And when those walls go up, there's where that disconnect goes and takes place. And that's when the security and that's when that uh, intimacy and, and that trust goes out the window. And so what, what, do we, what, do we, what do we struggle with that throws those walls up? I'll... I'll tell you in just a minute, but I want to give you Proverbs eighteen nineteen, out of the New Life Version. It says this, a brother who has been hurt in his spirit is harder to be won than a strong walled city. Now, the New, uh, New Life Version doesn't say walled, but there's other versions that says walled. That's why I put it in parentheses. And so when, when, when those walls go up, it's almost virtually impossible to get through until that person brings those walls down. Until that person brings those walls down. Uh, you, you know, we, we tend to throw up those walls. We tend to put those walls up for, for protection and self-preservation. Because we don't want to be hurt. And when those walls go up, loss of connection. Everyone, everyone, every one of us need to... Understand that there's some inner things that go on in our life. Some people carry it for throughout their whole life. That they've had walls that they've thrown up throughout their life because of something that happened or some things that happened years in past. They still have these walls that people run into and they never enter into the intimacy. Maybe not in all the relationships, but most of the relationships, they never enter into that closeness that God has for them because of the walls that 
they put up. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? Maybe as abuse or maybe some different things, some other ways that you've been hurt or, or that type of thing. But I'm going to tell you that walls, there's many walls that we face. I'm just going to list some. Obviously, this scripture here talks about hurt. There's hurts in our past that can be walls that we throw up that cause the disconnect. But how about offenses? We get offended. We just get offended over little things, big things. And when offense takes place, I'm going to tell you there's a disconnect. And, and all of us have been there. Disappointments where we've been dis- disappointed in somebody and, and maybe the way they handled something or didn't handle something and that wall goes up. Isn't that right? How about, how about discouragements? We got discouraged by somebody and, and that wall goes up. Fear, there's fears that we, we, we have that throws up walls insecurities, oh my goodness. All of us deal with some type of insecurity in our life and when we, when, we don't, when we don't press on beyond that, when we don't grow out of that insecurity and, 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 and discover who we are in Christ and discover His love for our life, then we tend to wrestle with the insecurity in our life. And so that becomes a wall that causes disconnect in our relationship. Am I helping anybody today? Insecurities. Uh, I, I'm telling you that, that the list is endless of things that, that can go up. And, and pride is another one that, really, I, I, that people struggle with. Pride. Let me tell you what pride is. Pride wants control. I've been there. I, I, I still have to deal with pride on a daily basis where this isn't about me. This is about God and others. And, and when pride enters in, pride, pride demands its way. Pride says, my way is the only way. I'm going to control my life. I don't want, you know, it, there's, humility is, let me tell you, humility is one of, the, one of the things that we need to embrace in our relationships in order to have healthy relationships. Many people don't realize that humility, when we humble ourselves and we engage in relationships and trusting in God and, and even in trusting our relationships in those relationships, that, that it, it breeds strength. It doesn't take away. Too many times we, we throw up the pride and, and, that, and you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to control my life. And, I, you know, what I say goes and, and you know, that's just, anyway, I've been there. Had to have that dealt with in my life. And, 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 and you know what? I learned a long time ago. I learned a long time ago that relationships is what life is about. And that I have to leave the door open to all relationships. Those that have hurt me the worst. We've had some, uh, a couple of people that have caused uh, uh, an exodus of a number of people in the past, years ago, years ago. And, uh, and I, I, I just purposed that I was going to leave the door open for these people in case they came full circle around and God wanted to bring them back into, into my life. I, I just chose that I was not going to throw a wall up. I, yes, I had to process. I know that you have to process through stuff emotionally. You have to process th- through stuff uh, uh, you know, uh, mentally, I understand that. But these two guys, I, they, they were a huge uh, instrument of, of causing lots of damage in our church. Love them. 
And I chose to keep the walls down so that in case God ever brought them back into my life or me into their life, that I could still be an instrument of God, of God's grace, God's love, God's goodness in their life. And you know the thing that's happened? In both of their lives, I've reunited in relationship with them. They're not a part of our church, but I've reunited in relationship with these two people, and I've been able to be a blessing in their life. Because I chose, to, I chose not to put up the walls. Was it easy initially? Probably not. I can't, it's been so far removed. But it, it was, it, I had to process. I had to go through it. But I chose not to throw up those walls. Unforgiveness are walls that we throw up. Amen? Amen. Secondly, the second thing I just want to share with you that uh, is a secret to heart connection so that we stay connected and so that we have the, the, the blessings that God wants us to have is no dishonoring. Now, this is easier said than done. No dishonoring. Honor and respect at the highest level at all times is essential. Loss of connection happens when we limit our honoring in our relationships. And uh, I was talking to Jeremy Grace on celebrating. Uh, we, we talked about that first, that first message about life-giving relationships and that we need to celeb- celebrate relationships. And, and one of the things that he, he, he said, he said, the problem is, is those that we're to be celebrating the most are the people that were the closest and they're the least that get the, celebrating, uh, the celebration. And, and it's because we see all their flaws. We see all their, their issues. It's easy to celebrate somebody that you're not around rubbing shoulders with all the time. It's easy to celebrate those that we're around that are, are not causing us any kind of relational conflict or problems. You can celebrate them all the time, all the time. And, so, uh, and, and it's, easy, it's easy to celebrate those that you honor highly. And it's easy to honor somebody highly when they're at a distance. It's, it's, we tend to limit the honoring when the, we get closer to those relationships. The closer we get, the less, the, typically, most of the time, the, because, because familiarity enters in, and where familiarity is, there comes contempt. And when that happens, then we, we, tend, to, we tend to limit the honoring. We don't mean to. I don't believe we mean to. I don't believe that we intentionally do that. Now, Holden and I were talking right after that message, too. And uh, actually, they were out of town that weekend, and so we were reflecting on it at a uh, uh, worship rehearsal. And, uh, and I told him, I said, I said you know, I've, I, in all of my relationships, I said, one of the biggest struggles that we have to, we have to battle against is, is familiarity. I said, I've got relationships, I said, that, that, don't, uh, that they don't celebrate me like they, they probably could or should. And honestly, I have to work at it. And there's a relationship. I'm not specifically, I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on my wife because she's my closest. And I work on it. I work on it. I work on it. I work on it so that I'm celebrating her. But I told Holden that, and it's almost like this. Seriously, there's people in our church that don't celebrate you that way? And I said, yeah. I said, it's because they become too familiar with me, and I'm high relational. I've chosen to be that. I've become that. I've engaged with people. I'm going to rub shoulders with people. I'm going to be around them because because I'm going to be a leader. Leadership is influence. I can't influence your life if I'm not around you. 
If I'm not around people, I, there's no way I can influence you in the way that I need to influence you to help lead you in, the, in the, the, the things that I believe that God would have us go in. To be the husband, to be the wife, to be the, you know, whatever. The, whatever God wants you to be. And so it takes work. It takes work. And I can't tell you how many times I hear my wife apologizing when, when she sees somebody dishonoring me. And what I mean by dishonoring, just limiting the honor. It's, you know, when, when people first meet me, I'm like icing on the cake. It's like, hey, man, it's good to see you, love you. And then after they start seeing some of the flaws, some of the things that, that maybe they don't like or whatever, then I, I become the, the bottom on the cake where it's been burned. You know what I'm talking about? Not very tasty. It's the stuff that you throw in the trash. Not quite that bad. No, seriously, I've got great relationships, but, but honestly, honestly, the, the, that familiar, familiarity enters in, and when it enters in, then that disconnect takes place. And in Mark's gospel, Jesus experiences, I use this scripture all the time because it's something that we have to deal with it. So let's look at Mark, I believe it's Mark chapter 6. And it says here in uh, verse 4, it says, But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own country, among his own relatives, and in his own house. He says, man, he says, I got honor everywhere else except for those that I'm closest to. And get, let's, look, let's look at verse 5. It says, And he could not do my, no mighty work there except that he lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. Then verse 6 says this, it says, he marveled because of their unbelief. Then he went about in the villages in a, in a circuit teaching. He just marveled. He's like, why, why is this taking place? And it happens. That disconnect takes place when we allow those, that familiarity to enter in. So here's, here's my takeaway here. Work at honoring all your relationships at the highest level highest level. Let me give you some ways real quick on doing that. Uh, Here's some ways that you can do that. Be highly considerate. Highly considerate. All the time. Work at being highly, highly considerate. What, What do I mean by that? Think about those people that you're influencing. Don't make it about you. Don't make life about you. Be considerate about them. Be highly thankful. It's hard, it's hard to, to be dishonoring when you're, you're expressing gratitude. And then, and then just one last thing, be highly generous. Add value everywhere you go. The, if you have a moment, if you have a second, add, just be generous. Be generous in your relationships, and I guarantee you, you'll honor at the highest level. Okay, one more thing. No criticism. This is a secret. We've got to li- eliminate the criticism. Sometimes we criticize in our heart. We don't voice it maybe, but in our heart we've been judgmental. I looked up that word criticism. One of the root words of criticism is being judgmental. We just, we just judge people. My son talked about that on first Wednesday. Uh, we, we, just, we just condemn relationships. We're, we're fault-finding. And I'm going to tell you, every one of us Blow it. Every one of us mess up. Every one of us falls short. 
I'm sorry if I failed you. I'm sorry if I didn't measure up to your expectation. Please forgive me. It's not ever my intent. And, and I hope that we can all do that in our relationships and say, please forgive me. And, and the other person just be forgiving. And that we just eliminate the criticism. We all, we all, if we look hard enough, we're going to find places to criticize. All of us. We're going we're gonna to criticize. And when we criticize somebody, guess what? We disconnect from them. There's no, you know, two things happen. Something happens in our own hearts when we criticize, whether it's voiced out to that person or not. It's just something happens in our own hearts. I don't want that. I really work hard at not criticizing people. Do I, do I hit it 100%? No. And I've, I've, I've uh, 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 surrendered to my wife, and, and, and man, if my, please help me. And, and, I, and I, t- I told her, I said, I don't want to be, I don't want to cr- criticize. I don't want to be judgmental. Judging somebody means that you're, you're, you're telling them that they're less than and, and you've put them in a place, in a position in your life where they just don't measure up. Right. And I'm telling you, every one of us have value. We've all blown it. We've all missed it. We've all messed up. Thank God God doesn't do that to us. That he's, we've already been judged in Jesus Christ. And that we're now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That we don't stand on our own merit because if we did, oh my gosh. God forbid what would happen. Amen? And so let me give you a scripture and then I'm going to close. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, 30 through 32, it says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And then it's interesting that it goes on to say, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed by the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And so the word here, it tells us that we are to, we, whatever we say, we're to do it for necessary edification. That, that word edification means the act of building, not destroying. And then it goes on to that, say that it may impart grace to the hearer. The word grace here means the act of kindness, blessing, favor, gift, Gracious gratitude. Let it impart something good in those that hear it. And when we do, I tell you, we stay connected relationally. And that's when life is really, really good. I think, I think we just need to celebrate our differences. That you're different than I am. I'm different than you. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, falling short and just uh, rebelling and, and being sinful against each other and that type of thing. But I'm just talking about, let's, let's just celebrate the differences that we have in each other's lives. And that we're, you're different than I am, and I'm different than you. And, and as, as we do that, I guarantee you, we will stay connected. And we won't lose the anointing of God in our relationships. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today.